You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 100. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Brindle, aka Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the man who needs to complete the Master Chief Collection, Christian Massius at ISO Christian on Twitter. Uh, The pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak, the Nintendo aficionado, Roshan at Roro on Twitter, and Gage, who is escaping from Tarkov at Gilbo Biggins. Welcome, everyone. We brought everyone along this week. Hello. 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 The big one double O. Yes. Triple digits, baby. Triple digits. We're not looking (laughs) back. I had a rough day at work today. I forgot to draw my whiteboard saying like 100. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that, that, that ruined the whole thing. No, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll do <laughs> it as you podcast. episode 100 now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN and you will find us on there as well as twitch.tv slash podcast PXN as well. Well, the topic of the show this week, guys, is episode 100, answering listener questions and more celebrations as well. But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Passing it to you, Ro. Hello, I shall be your host for the PXN News of the Week, and then we're going to get to the topic of the show, obviously. But the first one to start off today is the Pokemon Presents, which I enjoyed very much. But before I get to everyone's opinions, we're just going to go through a quick little rundown of everything that we saw, and then we can talk about it amongst ourselves once I'm done. I'm going to kind of skip over the ones that I don't think were super huge, at least for this audience, but I'll just mention that... um, Pokemon Cafe Mix got a little bit of a revamp, and I think there's going to be new content coming to Pokemon Masters EX, which is another mobile game as well. Um, again, if you guys want to talk about that once I'm done going through the, the the show notes here, just let me know. But more for our taste, I'm going to start off with Pokemon Unite. Uh, it's coming to mobile ga- uh, mobile uh, platforms on September 22nd, and Mamoswine and Sylveon are also coming as playable Pokemon. And I think even before these two... Pokemon come, we're supposed to be getting Blastoise as well as another playable Pokemon character. Uh, so that's something to look forward to if you are into Pokemon Unite. Uh, but even bigger news, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl got a new trailer, and it showed off a couple of new things. And I think, personally, it looked a bit better than the first trailer that we got, so that was obviously a, a good thing. Uh, but it featured more customization options for your trainer, which has been happening since pokemon x and y so that's good that they're continuing that but this is the first time i think a remake has actually gotten the trainer uh, customization options that didn't happen in omega ruby or let's go so that's pretty cool uh you customize your pokeballs uh the union room as well for online and local gameplay uh pokemon follow you like in pokemon let's go and a new pokemon brilliant diamond and shining pearl light will be released on november 5th and as well as that, we also got Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, we saw that there's going to be new regional forums, but the only Pokemon we saw uh, showing that off were Growlithe and Breveri. Uh, but I'm sure we could expect some other Pokemon as well. 
uh, you can catch Pokemon from what wandering in the wild and use your, the, your, the environment for your advantage, like hiding in some tall grass. And obviously the dodge roll is really cool as well. But there's also a combat turn queue. Speed determines which Pokemon goes first. And combat styles were also introduced, such as Agile and Strong. Agile uh, combat style is for faster attacks. And Strong and Heavy, uh, sorry, the Strong combat style is just for heavy and slower attacks. So we saw quite a bit of Pokemon Arceus and obviously Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Um, I'll start with you, Daniel. What did you think of the Pokemon Presents and the new trailers that we got for mainly Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl and Legends? Yeah, uh, Legends Ar- Arceus is probably the one that I and many others are most excited about because it's what many people wanted for so long for a Pokemon game, an open world like explore exploration type pokemon game where you're just you know given this giant beautiful open world and it looks it looks okay like i'm not gonna say it's like breath of the wild pretty or anything like that but it's definitely like cool to see like pokemon in such an open world setting like and the gameplay we got i thought looked pretty good um it's not gonna you know rival the graphically intensive games on ps5 or xbox series x but you know it's it still looks like a really fun time and it's Pokemon. So I'm sure that's going to get a uh, very large audience just because of that. And something that fans have asked for, for so many years. Uh, Christian, what did you think? Yeah. Like Dan, something about, I think for me, the water effects, I grant, I know it's a Nintendo game just fell off (laughs) to me, but like I saw a lot of TikTok reactions to this today. I had a busy day, so I didn't get to catch the uh, present. Well, it was early over here, so I didn't catch it live, but I didn't get a chance to like fully watch the whole thing on YouTube. But I got to see some reactions and some like just catching up on Twitter. And uh, everyone seems to be like loving what they're seeing for Arceus. And as a, a lapsed Pokemon fan like myself, who hasn't really played a Pokemon game since like, I don't know, gosh, the DS, maybe even before then, like more serious. I was it was Game Boy Color for me is when I was really into it um this like really excites me like dan said like i am ready to to give pokemon another shot um just because the the you know the conceit of a a 3d world and this exploring it like kind of exciting that sounds that's literally what being a pokemon trainer is all about so yeah i I will say across the world i just want sorry (laughs) yeah no no sorry sorry for getting that's copyright infringement right there (laughs) you're real close I just wanted to say, water and Nintendo games have actually been really good lately. So to see the Pokemon like not do that, it's it's not good because like even Pokemon Origami King, beautiful water. Like Odyssey, beautiful water. Like they've been doing really good. So it's kind of kind of not good yeah. to, to see the graphics sure. not 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 to uh, kind of keep up that trend going on. But uh, Sean, what did you think of the the Pokemon presents? Uh, well, actually, so, so I'm not a PC gamer. Um, I'd actually kind of like to give um, Unite a chance on my, on mobile um, just to kind of see. I, I've seen some videos, like Christian was kind of saying, with TikTok and everything. Um, like it, it looks like a very user-friendly MOBA, and I've never been big into MOBAs. Um, so that would kind of be interesting just to dive into. Almost like when... I guess you could say older gamers were playing Fortnite on mobile, um, just to kind of give that a try. Um, type deal. I mean, obviously the highlight is 
uh, Arceus, but I do have an issue with uh, watching the Pokemon show when I was a kid and then seeing uh, Gyarados in a game, and then he's, like, the size of you. I don't remember that as a kid. I'm just saying, he's giant. Like, why is it the same size as you? Uh, but it obviously just feels like a kid version of Breath of the Wild, um, but in the vein of Nino Kuni, uh, because obviously we know like Nino Kuni, uh, the first one, uh, stole a bit when it came to the monster catching of Pokemon. So you kind of saw that open worldness with it. Um, I don't. It's hard to tell if it's gonna actually be something though that I pick up. To be honest with you, I. Love Red and Blue. Uh, I think I got out of it after uh, Ruby and Sapphire, and I just never got back into it. I don't know if anything is going to make me get back into it. Daniel, I tried to kind of go with him when it came to um, Pokemon Go uh, on the mobile, but <laughs> I like my main complaint back then, and I know they changed things up, was that you couldn't battle anybody, and that's what didn't interest me. And I know, obviously, that wouldn't be the same thing. Uh, but it does look cool as far as like sneaking around and catching them because I like I never understood the the creature part that you have to beat up these creatures in order to catch them. So I like the fact that you can maybe sneak up on them and then actually capture them that way. Um, probably depending on the type and everything like that. But yeah, very 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 good show off in my opinion. Age, what did you think of the uh, Pokemon presents? I like the Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I like Growlithe was really cute. <laughs> I, I I'm not a Pokemon guy. I the last one I played uh would have been oh god, Pokemon Sapphire on the Game Boy Advanced SP, I think. Mm-hmm. In the uh mostly in the in the back seat waiting for the streetlights to come by so I can see it and play it. Yeah. But oh, um, man. right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um but no, I I don't I don't have much to say, so I'm not even going to I, I don't know. I it looks cool. I, I'm glad that, you know, Pokemon fans are happy. It looks cool, but uh I uh I've been out of the loop when it comes to Pokemon for quite a while. And something like Pokemon Arceus wouldn't be something that would interest you being an open world thing. Is that like that's probably like the the one thing that I could say, hey, if you're not a Pokemon fan, is this something that might bring you in and, and that's not that's not uh doing something for you? That is. That's that's made me consider it more than most Pokemon because for the most part, they've stayed pretty well similar, except for like the yeah. spin-off titles, but just you know, different graphics, different art styles. But the um the open world aspect is interesting, and that did kind of pique my interest where it's like, I'll keep an eye on this. You know what I mean? Right. For sure. All right. Well, cool. I'm glad everybody was able to share their Pokemon presents uh opinions. And now we shall move on to Ash's the mom. Next Oh, sorry. Oh, gosh. Yes. Another time. That's another podcast. <laughs> Moving on to the After next dark. story. <laughs> oh, there we go. Podcast. Dude, it's terrible. Nice. <laughs> and they're not dry erase markers. Oh, no. <laughs> That's just for whiteboard now. Oh, man. The next story is uh, Sea of Thieves, A Pirate's Life. Uh, the Sea of Thieves in general got its most... Uh, busiest month in June when the expansion released, seeing 4.8 million active pirates out on the open seas. Um, I think that's awesome. I think that bodes very well for the franchise. And Christian, do you think, is this something that you wanted to get into, see if these are Pirates Life? Is something that you checked out at all? Or And as well, do you think there's more expansions coming in the future because yeah. of how well this did? 
this is something that I wanted to check out and that I actually, I think I still, nope, I uninstalled it last week. <laughs> I I used to keep on handy on my like uh, PC just at all times because Sea of Thieves like legitimately rocks. Like that game is so much fun, and like credit to Game Pass. Like I this obviously contributed to like the number of people who check this out. Like oh my god, pirates are coming to Sea of Thieves and it's available on Game Pass, and I have an Xbox. Like let me go check this out now. So like. That is so cool, and I hope to see see like the team at Rare continue to do cool crossover stuff like this. It doesn't even have to be crossover; just uh, just stuff to make the game just more more of like a I don't know like a service uh, title for people to to re- continuously come back. Um, I wish that I had friends to check this game out with. Is all I'll say. That's the reason why. That's the only reason why it's not on my my console anymore. My PC. I didn't know Dan had it. <laughs> Game Pass, of course. Uh, I played uh, similarly to Christian. I just don't ever have people to play with, so like I don't ever play it. But like I played the first, uh, I think the first two missions of the Pirates Life DLC, and I thought it was super cool. And um, I don't know why I didn't go back to it. Probably the same reason why I have a mile long list of games that I haven't finished. But um, yeah, yeah, we 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 gotta get together. Everyone who wants to play some Sea of Thieves go out on the long adventure in the in the seas and such look for booty yeah look for (laughs) (laughs) i see what you did there oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) any other thoughts about uh sea of thieves guys before i move on to the next story it's a game i've always wanted to check out um since i guess the reincarnation of it i honestly think it's a better success story than no man's sky um because no man's sky really over promised and i i don't think that it was that sea of thieves over promised i think they were kind of forefront as far as like that it was going to be a plan with everything but unfortunately gamers for the most part don't like to hear a plan they want everything all at once and i think the way that rares trickled everything out over the over the past couple years has kept the interest just going and increasing every often i mean yes the captain sparrow stuff was a, a must get I mean, with any pirate things, but like the videos, I think help too. I mean, we all know like the Kraken or um, uh, what's the video where like you hear see the guy like yell captain, and then somebody says what and look, and then you just see a giant ship and just hilarity ensues type deal. <laughs> so like we all know like the the videos that that's created, and I think them fostering that and being in a sense the anti Nintendo and not taking that stuff down, uh, I think has only helped that community. Yeah, I think uh, I think the um, the success story that we're seeing is that I mean, Sea of Thieves uh, when it launched, it was kind of a tough sell, right? Like I could see, I could see thousands of people booting this game up, thinking it's just any other game, and you know maybe playing solo, and it's kind of like, oh, this this is really awful, and they leave, and then uh, similar to what Sean said, you see the clips, and then you're like, oh, okay, and then you check it out with friends, and that's when Sea of Thieves really shines, and. I would I would agree that it's a, a better success story than No Man's Sky, only for the fact that uh, No Man's Sky, like you said, overpromised, and so over the years has become the game that like we were promised, as opposed to Sea of Thieves, uh, you know, launching with like you said, Rare was upfront with what the game was, and then evolving to something greater over the years. Uh, but yeah, I have to I have to echo what Christian said that Sea of Thieves is so fucking good. If you get a group of uh, three or four people together, and it's just the banter, it's the navigating, it's it's the quiet moments. That game is is really something special. And 
as somebody who grew up playing Perfect Dark and Goldeneye, I'm so happy that a game like this came from Rare because they were uh, they were on the bench for quite a while. They were on a bench for quite a few years, and then Sea of Thieves came out, and I'm glad that they're getting the uh, the success that they deserve. Hey, Connect Sports was good. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Moving on to the next story. Uh, GTA 3, The Vice City, and what is the other one here? GTA San Andreas, yes, are potentially getting remakes. I'm reading from Kotaku. After months of rumors and speculations, Kotaku has learned from sources that Rockstar Games may be remastering three class of Grand Theft Auto games. Currently, it appears these games will be released later this fall for a multitude of platforms, including the portable Nintendo Switch. For the past year, rumors have swirled on Twitter, Reddit, and various message boards that Rockstar is working on remakes or remasters of its classics PX2-era Grand Theft Auto titles. These rumors only grew in popularity as Rockstar's parent company, Take-Two Interactive, used DMCA takedowns to remove classic GTA mods from the internet while announcing that the publisher had three remastered games in development. Alright, so, Gage, are you excited? for potentially these original Grand Theft Auto games to come out? And do you think this affects anything with GTA 6? Is, is, or does it matter? The, the Rockstar is just so huge, they could be working on both, and it doesn't matter. Um, but are you excited for the GTA um, remake gauge? I am less excited than you might think. I, I don't know Hell what yeah. it is about... <laughs> I don't know what it is about the uh, about the GTA games, but I feel like um, Rockstar is. I feel like GTA Five has gotten so big and so popular, and like we've all joked about, like we're sick of hearing about it. It doesn't make it any less sort of revolutionary and just you know, um, in like uh, they're at the forefront of like technology. Whenever they release a new game, it's always pushing the limits. But I feel like that kind of intrinsically ties the enjoyment of a Grand Theft Auto to the era in which it releases, like. I don't know if I'm articulating this well, but like GTA 3 was fun because when you play GTA 3 for the first time, you're like, holy crap, how is this possible? GTA 4 was immense amounts of fun for the exact same reason. The the euphoria engine that they use and the ragdoll physics and the cars, uh, you know, getting deformed. But like, I don't know how well these games are going to do. And it, and, it, and the wording is interesting, too, because they say they're kind of like flirting with the definitions of remaster and remake because they're being remade mm. in uh, Unreal Engine. But they've said that they want to keep the gameplay as close to the PS2 era as possible. So are we going to get some like really just unsettling, high-res, textured you know, <laughs> objects and, and people, but they're still animated and play like that? I don't know what... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really all that excited. And what I am excited for is the potential that if these do well, that they might remake Red Dead Redemption because I mm. will die on the hill that the original Red Dead Redemption is still the best game that Rockstar has ever made, and um, that game holds up extremely well uh, in terms of its audio and voice acting. So all they would need to do is remake it in Red Dead 2's engine, and the maps already made. And there was some stuff way back when Red Dead 2 released where uh, I saw some clips going around of like adult Jack Marston voice lines coming out of John Marston when you were playing the epilogue and nobody really knew what was going on. And I was kind of hoping for a Red Dead remake and it seems like maybe that's still on the table. So that's what I'm really excited for. Uh, sorry, to, <laughs> sorry to go on a huge yeah. tangent. but that's there's, a, there's a lot to unpack there, but Gage, I want to start with this one question for you. Yes. 
Did you know that part of the Red Dead Redemption 1 map is in RDR2 and there's just nothing there? Like it yeah. like there's pe- there yeah there's people there's just like nothing you can like really interact with. Yeah, the entirety of it is in there. Yeah, you can it's go so all the way. It's cool. It's so cool. Why is that there? It's for Come on, man! You gotta, you you gotta do it. I, I, it's it's their best game. I'm sorry, John Mars, Arthur Mar- Arthur Morgan's great, but John Marston in RDR one is is just he's top tier. Um, and then just to answer your last one, I don't think this is affecting GTA six at all. Uh, Rockstar has so many teams in so many countries. It's not it's not even funny. I don't I don't think this is this is a small hiccup for them. If anything, I think GTA six is still pumping ahead exactly how they want it to. Uh. May I just ask, what the hell are you smoking, Gage? This game no. is gonna, Uh-oh. this game is gonna <laughs> kill it when this comes out. I don't care what you say, Gage. This is freaking what, the am- remakes. Yeah, you know the- what they're gonna, people oh. are gonna buy it and they'll play it for like a weekend and then never touch yes. it again, just oh, like absolutely. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Oh come <laughs> on, but Master Chief as well. Here's the hey now, hey now. Let's not get ridiculous. So I oh oh, okay. Go go ahead, Dan. Go ahead, Dan. I I agree with you to a certain extent, Gage, about you know GTA needs to live in its time or whatever. But I feel like in these three games uh, situation, I feel like GTA three is the only one that fits that mold where it's like I would not go back and play GTA three. San Andreas and Vice City, I absolutely will go back and play again if they remaster them and will be excited to do so. I play, you I, play the whole thing. Well, yeah, maybe not the whole that's thing. That's what I'm saying. But that's just because yes, I personally don't have... Right, Christian. But that's just because I personally don't have enough time. If I had time, like if I was a kid again and playing something, like I would absolutely go through. Vice City's freaking environment, the the setting was so fantastic. The music, the lights, the neon lights, everything was so good. Uh, And if people play San Andreas, the first thing I want you to do if you're playing on Xbox, YYXBALL down up, down up, spawns a jet in. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) ruins all your achievement progress i don't care you're welcome (laughs) say it i'm gonna say it all right right. oh no there's this great quote from critically acclaimed film uh ryan johnson directed star wars movie the last jedi or kylo ren says let the past die kill it if you have to Listen, Rockstar has to has to sell me on rebuying a fucking 10-year-old game for the third time on PS5 this fall. You want me to go back and buy three PS2 games to play on my Switch? You're fucking nuts. You're fucking nuts. I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. I have too many games to play. I have to play Halo Master Chief Collection, apparently. You know what? If you remaster GTA 4, now we're talking. I would gladly play Nico Bellic's story again because that story yep. rips. Wait. And, yep. and rant. Really? <laughs> Man, I hated GTA 4 story. I thought it's it was the best so GTA. Good. It's the best GTA. Oh. It's so good. See, I think you might have to retry it because when I played GTA 4 for the first time, I also did not enjoy it. I made it like halfway through the story and then I just dicked around. But give it a shot. It's way better than you think. It is so good, especially the second half of that story. It's so mm. good. It's so, so good. Once you get to the news reporter, once you get to the news reporter, man, things start going top tier. It's I so will good. say that they don't age well. I played the remaster, or not the remaster, but they re-released them on PS4 uh, through the digital shop. So I did check them all out. 
it's the same problem with Rockstar that I have currently still. The control schemes obviously are incredibly dated. It's like when you go back and play uh, an old Resident Evil game with the tank controls, uh, when you can't remove the camera or anything like that. So right. if they do not change the controls, do not expect to be like, like Christian was saying, engage, like spending more than an hour or two just for nostalgia's sake, because that will get old incredibly quick. Um, I will say the best one to still go back to, in my opinion, is Vice City, minus the lighting, because we all remember the first time that you got the sun in your eyes, and you're like, <laughs> okay, I can't see where I'm driving. Uh, but it does have the best music of the three, given that those are the that's the one that they were still able to hold the licenses with at the time. And that's probably going to be like another thing that you kind of have to think about, too, is now, granted, Rockstar probably has all the money in the world, but they might not still have the same licenses, so you might not be driving down the same streets listening to the same songs you were besides obviously laszlo um to basically hear everything because that was something i i put with every single one of the gta games uh minus four because honestly i'm in really in daniel's camp as far as four four i'm not a fan of <laughs> i'm sorry if that hurts everybody's feeling but i'm also not huge on five either i just uh, if anything i want gage's dream of red dead redemption uh yes. remake because mm. That, in my opinion, is one of their best games that they ever made. Yeah. What a, what a great oh, conversation we just had. It was good. Yeah. It was very good. <laughs> good job, guys. <laughs> Moving on to the next story. Abandoned is doing some... Uh, what is Abandoned doing? That's, that, is, that is the question <laughs> that I will pose to you guys very soon. But I'm just reading from IGN, uh, Joe Scrubbles. There can be few games that have had uh, as long, hard, and strange a road to release as upcoming Abandoned. The game has been hit with conspiracy theories, its marketing plagued by technical issues, and Kar- Karaman, Karaman uh, he's the main head, the, the, uh, the, the head of the studio that you usually see in those videos on Twitter, Hassan. has made marketing... Yeah, Hassan, yes. Uh, made has made marketing decisions he now wishes he could take back. After huge backlash to the game's latest mishap, which uh, much-touted real-time trailers app went live after multiple delays without any new trailer content to show for it, the community around the game began looking deeper into Blue Box's history to try and work out exactly what the Dutch developer had been has had been before all of this. And this is a quote from Hassan. I knew that I shouldn't take a look at what people say, but as soon as I opened Twitter and saw these reactions, I was like, the thing is, people are disappointed and people are frustrated and angry. And the thing is that they're calling me or Blue Box a scammer. That's the big, and that is the biggest thing that even today is still bothering me. So I'm just going to do a quick little rundown because a lot has happened since Abandon was first revealed. Uh, all those while ago but uh the real-time app came out on on the playstation 5 um and it introduced a trailer that was running in real time and essentially what that means instead of it being compressed video it's running real time on your playstation 5 so if you're watching it on your playstation 5 you get a better feel of what the game is going to look like rather than watching a compressed youtube video on your ps4 which in theory is pretty cool apparently it didn't work out as well as they were hoping and fans noticed that and were not happy about that and hassan admits as well that it was it turned out to be a, a big disaster and people were not very uh happy with it he said people were very disappointed as well as it 
having technical difficulties, which he admits. He says the delays were caused because of engine issues. And uh, the trailer that was released on the app with the five gigabyte uh, patch uh, was a trailer that had already been released on Twitter, which people were expecting some new footage. So that also added to the backlash as well. Um, he Hassan also says that the trailer that was released on the app, there is a 30 second cut of that that he hasn't released yet. My question is, why not at this point? <laughs> just release it on YouTube or something. I feel like people just want to see more of this game, no matter what it is. It doesn't have to be the real-time thing, especially now that that didn't go so well. Um, but yeah, I, I want to ask you guys, I know earlier when this game was announced, um, we there were the conspiracy theories are still going on whether he's connected to Kojima or not. Gage. I want to know if anybody's... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's opinions have changed since this has uh, has started. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave the floor to you guys because I, I, I've been interested, but I don't think I've been as invested as, as some of the other people here. So what are your thoughts since since the initial release of the trailer? Gage. Uh, yeah, I like Gage. I know, I know he's like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Y'all really want me to do this, huh? Okay, uh, so... <laughs> Here's here's the thing. My my thinking on it has changed slightly. Uh, I still think so. Somebody brought up the point that this has all been handled really sloppily. If it is some sort of like um, uh, big theatrical, it's actually something else type. Uh, you know, Kojima like thing. Uh, and I kind of do see that where this has just kind of been fumbled. Even if it is supposed to be like a big gimmick, it's still kind of coming off really poorly. So. I've heard some people say that maybe it's uh, Konami and Kojima isn't involved and then they're trying to do something Kojima-esque because it kind of has that feel to it where it's like this is somebody copying something that usually goes a lot smoother. Um, but my my thing is, um, and, and this is coming from somebody who's not a conspiracy theorist at all and when it comes to things that actually matter. So I don't really have that track record, but this is something that it's it's just like guys, Sony's <laughs> Sony's comfortably involved with them. So and and Sony is as of late extremely ruthless with what they put up with and what they don't. Uh, so they obviously saw something um, behind closed doors a while ago that made them say, yeah, this is something that we want to have exclusivity for and that we also want to fund. Um, and either that means that they are a legitimate indie studio who showed them something really fucking awesome and they're downplaying it ever since, or it means that they maybe aren't uh, who they say they are, and this is, uh, you know, Konami or possibly Kojima, but I mean, the more it goes on, the more it seems like it's somebody uh, mimicking what Kojima does. But I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, for me, it's, it's clearly not just an indie team. Also, the uh, real-time experience app uh, also had like an incredible amount of like localization and languages for a small indie team and uh they have i think five or six studios helping them like uh, different teams like that are environmental teams or animation teams it's just it's all a little fishy guys it's a little it's a little sus as the kids say that's just my personal opinion i have since pivoted to where I don't think it's anything Kojima or Konami related at all. Really? And like, for, first and foremost, like, I, I wouldn't, I'm not one of the dudes that's ever going to like get ac actually mad and start blaming Hassan and the whole team at Blue Box for, oh, you for know, sure. releasing something that's disappointing. Like, I'm just not going to do that. Like, I, 
would rather be like positive like on twitter and stuff so i guess for those people who are like contributing to hassan's depression just stop there are more important things in life yeah. uh but two i will admit it is very disappointing dude there's there's there was a quote somewhere and i've been trying to find it this whole time where he's talking about like yeah you know if you don't want to have this thing on your console just delete it and we'll just tweet out the uh the next uh trailer and it's like well then what's the point of the whole of the whole app then to begin with why are we doing this and i like even though i am a fan of of, of obscure like marketing it it's been so sloppy like i'm sorry guys i know you're a small team but it, it's like make sure your stuff is ready to go and done and check everything before you start pressing the the release button because that's just gonna hurt you in the long run i think and it, i think it has and it, it that the whole debacle of the release led to is blue box a scam which led me to go down the history of the company it's like yeah they're releasing broken games that they never fix or they just abandon projects maybe that's what abandoned is after all they're just going to abandon this whole project <laughs> yeah i i will i will say this is the perfect um i don't know if it's a controversy i don't know if it's a scandal in the industry but this is the perfect moment because i'm somebody who cares neither about uh metal gear solid uh, or Silent Hill. So I have no invested interest in this. I'm just watching it from the outside. Um, but what I will say is the... Um, I, 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 gotta, I gotta give some tough love here. When the, when the game was first announced and people were sort of con- like theorizing about it uh, based off of a lot less, uh, some people were getting way too heated uh, at the developers and I was like, yo, knock it off. Don't do that. You know, I suck up for them. But at a certain point, it's kind of like the saying, freedom of speech is not freedom from consequences. Uh, if you got, if they're getting hate now, I, you know, it's a little bit, you, you're not above sort of criticism. And I think uh, criticism towards them is definitely not unwarranted right now, especially um, regardless of the theories, but just the whole uh, delaying the app and then and, and stating in a video that they want to delay the app because they want gamers to have the proper first impression and then releasing the app, and the first impression is a four-second GIF that they had already tweeted on Twitter. It's kind of, you're playing with fire, and you're getting burnt, and then you're whining about being burnt. It's, uh, it's, it's, I'm tired. I'm just tired. I want this to come to an end one way or another. Yeah. You you guys both made great points, and I agree a little bit with each of you. Uh, I, I do think that it's tough to put this on the developers completely. And uh, like Christian said, this is not good for someone's mental uh, health um, just piling on Um, to a certain extent. I don't think that he intended for it to get this far. Uh, I just think it was just botched very poorly, um, unfortunately, and kind of got us to this point. So yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully they can release some more stuff on the game and uh, people can actually see what the game is and possibly recover from this. But uh, yeah, I'm pulling for them and uh, I hope that they, uh, they deliver at some point. So have any thoughts on the abandoned debacle? Sorry? Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I honestly don't. Uh, the only yeah. thing I will say, just like it's not something I followed at yeah. all, really, because until I see a game, I that's when I'll, I feel like I'll follow. Unless really you want to tell anything. me that, yeah, unless yeah. you want to tell me there's a rumor about a franchise that I, I want to see. 
The one thing I will say, and I liked what you were saying at the beginning, Chris or uh, Roro, is uh, that whole trailer uh, for optimized for your system. I mean, granted, this this fell. F- it's everything seemed to uh, fall flat and fail. That idea, I think, is really cool because I don't think we see that too often. That hey, whatever I'm watching on my phone or my tablet or even my computer is not necessarily exactly what you're going to see on your console. And to actually see what your system, or even if, say, PC, like, to show exactly what that is that you're going to be playing, like, everything from it, I think that is actually a really cool idea, and I hope more games are able to take a note on that. Yeah, I I just wanted to uh, add some stuff that I forgot to mention when I was talking at the beginning, um, but kind of talking about how uh, blue boxes being seen as uh, a scammer, and I don't want to. F- not that I don't want to feed into it. I just don't want. I don't want to be a person that, like Christian was saying, that contributes to Hassan's uh, sadness and and stuff like that. But yeah. it is part of the story. So I I just wanted to say that he they have since walked back certain things that they've said about the game, like it being an open world horror game. That's not going to happen anymore. Apparently, it's going to be a linear horror game, and they they mention it's because of how graphically heavy the game is going to be. And as well, uh, the first trailer where it like in the forest, um, those were not particularly the company's own designs. It was like assets bought off of Unity and they didn't really do too much in that trailer, that, just them. Um, but yeah, those those are just a couple of things that I can understand. Uh, Isn't that a little weird issue. though? Yeah. Isn't that a little strange? It is a little strange, yeah. You, you know, Sony signed up and said sure, and they and they haven't they haven't even made anything that we've seen that the public's seen, right? It's it's mm. a bit it's a bit strange. That's all I'm saying. And and also again with the with the whole sort of like playing with fire and burning yourself a little bit. I mean, I I get the whole um, what was the first thing? Uh, Abandon equals S blank L could have meant survival absolutely but then the next big thing you tease is a guy with an eye patch after everybody already thinks you're involved with Kojima mm. like there's there's got to be a little bit of forethought right in terms of in terms of how that might look like it's again as somebody who doesn't care if it's metal gear or uh or or silent hill the the people that you know are already theorizing that your next move is to do the eye patch thing i was like ah, that's a little questionable yeah. Maybe 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 Hassan's got the uh maybe he's got like a criticism kink on Twitter or like a oh, I mean maybe <laughs> hey man live your life. Oh, I won't shame him. I won't shame him. <laughs> Hell no. Just going to do a quick one for 12 minutes. It's getting some good reviews. It comes out later tonight. I am very excited. The cast is crazy. Um, this is a cool little indie game that is uh, all about a time loop. If you're trying to break out of the time loop, you've got 12 minutes to break out of the time loop, and it has Daisy Ridley. So that that's uh, I'm I'm in. I'm sign <laughs> sign me up. Um, the flow. Yes, true. You got the Green Goblin. Disney well. Ridley. <laughs> She's Ray. I mean, come on. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys have anything else to say besides that you're excited. Yeah, Christian? I don't care if some outliers are saying that they just didn't like it at all. I am still very excited to try it out for myself. Can't wait. Tonight. Tonight. (laughs) 
right. Um, uh, I'm ex yeah. I'm extremely sorry. Sorry, to, sorry to jump in. No, I'm extremely ahead. pleased because I this game has been on my radar for a long time. I had no idea it was releasing tonight until just now. So that's extremely yeah. exciting. <laughs> is it coming? It's coming to Steam, right or no? It is, but tom tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm sorry. Fifteen hours from now. Oh, okay. okay. That's not bad. Uh, I've I've got vacation, so that's that's cool. Okay. I did not know it was coming out, and uh, that's that's an awesome surprise. Heck yeah. All right, and our next story is about Fortnite and adopting, uh, you know, another popular video game into their video game. Uh, one of the um, developers on Among Us made it to Twitter to kind of show off what uh, he thinks is blatant copying. He showed off the loop control map uh, for uh, the Fortnite imposter mode, which obviously copies Among Us. You, There's an imposter, you got to find the imposter. But he also finds not only the mode being very uh, similar, but the map itself, which is called loop control. He thinks it looks very similar to Skeld on Among Us. Uh, obviously, if you're watching or listening, you can't see it, but they... I don't think it looks that similar, but I'll ask you guys if you guys think it's a if it's a huge uh, ripoff, as well as the mode itself. I believe we talked about this a while ago when they were thinking about doing it, or when it was like a a fan creation. Now it's an actual mode in the game. Um, Sean, what do you think about the in imposter um, mode, and do you think it's uh, not in good taste, or is it just you know what what Epic well really does? I read about this earlier and then like I finally was able to see a picture of it and I'm with you, Ro. Like I feel like you could almost say that about every map from top down if you look at it. Like you can find similarities between top down maps. Um so I, I don't know. I, I I feel like it's a stretch. Um but I will say, I mean, we know that Fortnite has in a sense a history of that, but I wouldn't say like necessarily copying ideas or like outright copyright itself I, I just think they're borrowing and trying to make something new it's like when we all thought that every game developer was going to steal breath of the wild's climbing mechanics and we mm. still really yet to see that um I, I don't see any reason why among us is doing fine fortnite is doing fine like i no it just dude me that we get upset with that but among us is a small team of mm. like barely even 10 people now and epic is this mega corporation for them yep. to like come in and take from this small team who would have happily who they came out and were like yeah we would have worked with them if they came to us and asked them mm -hmm. like is like such a sign of like corporate like overstep for me like it's mm -hmm. just it's just gross i, I don't know sorry i i, I didn't mean to no know. you're no you're fine I, I i feel like especially the pictures at least just in my mind i don't think it's necessarily black and white i feel like it's a lot of gray because i just I don't see that massive of a difference to me, just me personally. Oh, we're talking uh, in terms of the map. The map was a stretch for me too, but yeah. the, the ripping off of the game mode is what I'm, I'm referring to. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah I'm, like, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm just. I feel like I'm more or less comparing PUBG, um, and they ended up suing Epic if I remember right uh, mm -hmm. for battle royale. So I can kind of see what you're saying, uh, Christian, as far as that. It's just. I, you kind of go with the trends too with gaming so i i don't know what standpoint they have as far as copywriting essentially their modes i think i mean i i agree with christian wholeheartedly it, it is exactly to, in, like again not to dismiss your point of view because this is just my opinion i'm not saying that i'm objectively right but to me it is clear as day an absolute ripoff and that's what and that's what epic games does and and this is the thing 
with the shades of gray in the industry because we are in a very pro developer as we should be we're in a very uh, pro developer sort of mind space in the industry in terms of consumers and what we're aware of and what we're advocating for but that you know that means a lot of different things uh you know the team that works on Fortnite is not some small you know indie team that's passionate about what they're doing it's and and you know when it's when it's a company as big as Epic Games I'm not even sure that they have creative control I'm sure that they just kind of uh you know get the get the orders from top down and and do what they have to do and i think it's extremely disappointing because not only uh like christian said is epic a massive company that uh has way more resources and can easily just wait for something to happen uh and then just do a more polished version of it but also uh fortnite is well known for collaborating with other ips uh mm-hmm. they've kind of made that their thing as of late so they could have very easily reached out to this small indie team and probably paid them a sliver of what they pay disney or marvel or whatever the hell that they're collaborating with and they didn't they looked at what they saw yeah. and uh they saw that it was making headlines and i'm sure that they started making up plans as soon as among us came out and uh it's the same thing that modern warfare did when they brought out warzone because battle royales were trending and so on and so forth it's it's unfortunate that i can't get more upset about it because it's something that i'm not shocked that happened but it is in my mind a blatant ripoff absolutely yeah, Christian, you you engage both. I agree completely and was exactly what I was going to say. Like Epic Games, huge corporation. Intersloth is a tiny developer. Like this just doesn't feel right at all um, that Epic is just giving them the shaft because uh, I know some of you guys were saying that the maps don't seem that similar, but like the placement like if you see uh, other people talking about the placement of like uh, the the descriptions like cafeteria and weapons and like uh, these areas that are named certain names, they're literally the same names in the same spots on the epic map as well. Which I, I don't know. That seems like more than a coincidence that those maps are that similar. But um, but yeah, like you guys said, I it, they collaborate with you know so many other companies and and industries you know they could have easily done this with the indie developer and the indie developer would have been ecstatic to work with them so i don't know and i'll take it a step further epic has been like ripping off like people of color content creators online taking their their dance moves and like putting it into their game as like their own inspired dances that they profit off money and they don't credit the original artists as it's just what they do is it illegal? I mean, can you trademark a dance? I don't know, but it, it's yeah. kind of gross. Yeah. 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 I I can you imagine if they did collaborate with Inner Sloth and there was a, a red Among Us astronaut stand in Fortnite? <laughs> can you imagine? So That'd be amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Um the last story, I believe. Let me check. Well, we have two more, but the last one, the last last one is really quick. But the one before the last one is... Uh-oh, I closed it. <laughs> <laughs> one might it say is... the, the penultimate yeah. story of the day. Ooh. Amazon Games reportedly ends rules that claimed employee personal projects. Um, Amazon Games has reportedly eased up its guidelines that allowed the company to claim the rights of personal project worked on by employees outside of work hours. The elimination of the rules, which Bloomberg reports has come into force immediately, uh, was apparently shared in a company email from the head 
of Amazon Games, Mike Franzi. These policies were originally put in place over a decade ago when we had a lot less information and experience than we do today. As a result, the policies were written quite broadly, Franzi reportedly wrote. Um, so yeah, uh, that's an interesting one. I, I, I feel like a lot of jobs have this where if you're working for a company, you can't make money on the side or do something yeah. creative. You like, just, just work for us. That's your life. <laughs> um, so this is good. This is a good thing that uh, if you're working for Amazon, you could have a little indie thing on the side. I, I see this is obviously good news. Except that it was there in the first place, but good that they that they changed it. Yeah. Any any thoughts yeah. before I move on? How was this? How was this even a like a thing that yeah. Amazon thought was okay before this? Like what? <laughs> I don't understand. It's Amazon. That. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 sadly a a thing for some reason. I remember my my girlfriend at the time, she worked like at an insurance brokerage, and she wanted to write something, and she and if she wrote that thing and made money off of it, that would be like against the the company thing, and it has nothing to do with insurance. It's just something creative that they wanted to do at the time, but she couldn't do something like that just because it was in the contract. It's just yeah, it's very silly, crazy, very silly. I re I replied to this um the tweet. That IGN put out to this article that I think you linked to. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter what I reply to, but I saw somebody else reply like, "This reminds me of the time Google <laughs> took out from their mission statement, don't be evil." And it's like, why would you get rid of that? Why? <laughs> like that's pretty good advice. Yeah. Yeah. They got some um, evil people that are working for them now. They had to get rid of that disclaimer. Our final story before we move into the games that we're playing. This is for you, Christian. Another oh, character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got first. We got Sonic and Tails. There was another one in between there as well. I don't remember if there wasn't there another character in Monkey Ball, Super Monkey Ball, Ban Animania besides Sonic and Tails that was introduced. I think it was just no. Sonic and Tails. So far. okay, just Sonic and Tails. Well, another guy got introduced. Kazuma Kiryu from the Yakuza series has been introduced to Super Monkey Ball. Who's next? Is the question, Christian? Oh man. Well, first of all, I did not expect this at all to begin with. Like watching the video this morning of like him just running with hamster ball, I was like, dude, I'm not gonna play as you, but God, I can't wait to play this game again. Who's yeah. next? A question I didn't even fathom until this very second, bro. I so have many. no idea. Master <laughs> Chief. No clue. Oh my gosh. Why not? Yeah. Put Mario uh -huh. in next. Oh my God. I'm just thinking like maybe the Night Sky Wizard Girl. They could they could have introduced. I'm just thinking Sega characters because I think that's what they're doing here. Oh but, uh, right, yeah, that would be cool though. Uh, maybe Persona. I think Sega and Atlas have a thing, so maybe we'll get Joker in there. That'd be nice. Could you imagine? I I would like to. I would like that very much. Is this gonna be <laughs> game of the year? year? Oh my god! Sounds like it to me. Super Monkey Ball better than Halo Infinite? <laughs> no, oh, right, right now, Christian, <laughs> calm down, <laughs> calm down now. All right, all right. <laughs> Moving on to the games that we are playing. Daniel, why don't you start us off? Yes. Um, so I've been playing uh, Back for Blood beta and played with uh, two other people on this podcast right now, uh, both Gage and Ro. So, uh, yeah, we had some good times with it. Um, I, th I still am in the, in the camp, and I know I'm probably in the minority in this group of uh, people upset about this or super upset about this, but I still want the campaign versus mode. Like, I miss that. But 
I don't know. I feel like they're they're at least uh, doing something original with their uh, PvP mode, so I'm definitely interested in it still, and uh, obviously still enjoy the heck out of the co-op campaign. And as we found out, guys, my gosh, it's freaking hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Christian's typing on my line right now, and uh, he's telling tell us about the other game right now that uh, <laughs> I, I played last weekend. Um and uh, it's kind of a top secret game I'm not allowed to talk about, but I'm just going to kind of vaguely refer to it. You know, it has some crazy battles that are, you know, happening. You know, it, might happen, in, in it, might, it might happen in some field somewhere. Okay. Uh, but okay. yeah, it had some <laughs> are fun you being with that. Seri- are you being serious? Like for real? Yeah, I played that this past weekend. Uh, How? I'm not allowed what? to say. I'm not allowed okay. to say. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I I can we can talk off air. Um, but yeah, Holy it was fun. Shit. So, moving on. That's all. That's before, all I can say. Before I get sued by the two-letter company <laughs> that publishes this. <laughs> um, I just wanted to mention that I've also played back for Blood as well. Had a lot of fun. Enjoy the co-op campaign. Very hard. I agree. I also suck at it, but definitely lots of fun. Excited for the full game to release. Uh, Road 96 is another game that I played, which is a nice little indie game that came out earlier this week. Um, it's pre- basically a procedurally generated road trip game where you play as a random teen who was on the run trying to get to the border. Yes, Christian. Are you sorry? You can keep going. Are you liking it so far? This is in my backlog yeah. still. Yes, I am liking it so far. I will suggest you buy it on Steam and not on the Switch, which is where I bought it. But <laughs> I am enjoying it uh, a lot. Um, if you're someone out there, I would say this game probably isn't in, on your list anyway. But if you're a person who doesn't want politics in your video games, don't play this. But if you are and you don't mind, I think it's a really good story and I am enjoying it very much. And uh, yeah, one of my favorite characters is in the game, Zoe, the girl that you play Connect 4 with in the backseat of a taxi. She lives up to the hype. I like her very much. <laughs> Um, but another game that I played is Avengers War of Wakanda that came out earlier, I think yesterday, actually, Tuesday, yeah. And surprisingly, liking it a lot. <laughs> I finished the campaign today. Black Panther is super fun to play. Um, the story wasn't, like, super crazy or anything like that. It had some pretty get-hype moments near the end. But, uh, yeah, it was a good campaign. Um, and as as I was saying before, this is the Taken King moment for Avengers, um, I don't think it is at that level, but it definitely got me back into Avengers for sure and excited for what's to come potentially. So, yeah, I, I, I like some a lot of people have been saying this for this kind of applies for a lot of the characters, too. But this is probably the closer we're going to get to a solo Black Panther game, possibly ever. And that kind of applies to like Clint and Kate Bishop and potentially the other characters that we might get in the future. So. That's definitely exciting in it in of itself. Speaking um, of but Bla- Christian, oh, yeah. speaking of Black Panther, can we just say how great Chadwick Boseman was in the the new episode of What oh, If? Yeah. Oh, yes, so good. Great job. It's a good episode. I'll, I'll admit it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christian, what have you been playing? Okay, uh, not that much. So don't don't roast me, okay? I've been <laughs> I've been watching my Neon Genesis Evangelion rebuild films, okay? Nice. But I did take a break from that, and I was like, hmm, I don't want to start a new game because Twelve Minutes comes out next week, so I don't want to start Persona right now. And also, Recompile is also coming out tonight. So, what am I gonna play? I got FIFA 20 on my PS5. 
play a few matches of that, and I did, and I won them all. Thank you. And that's it. Uh, Sean, what have you been playing? Uh, I have not played a single game besides mobile games this week. Uh, it's been a terrible work week, uh, but we'll see what happens in this coming week. See it till. Um, <laughs> if anybody wants a job, let me know. You know, labor shortage is a real thing. And Gage, what have you been playing, sir? Um, I've been bouncing around quite a bit. I I played the Back for Blood Blade, uh, beta with uh, with you and uh, Dan, as as was mentioned, and I had a great time. It doesn't have the uh, the charm, I think, of the Left for Dead games. I I don't really blame them for that. You can't you kind of can't uh, lightning can't strike twice, as they say. I think that the art design in Back for Blood is a little meh it's everything kind of looks very samey but the gameplay is awesome and that's exactly what i wanted and i had a great time i've been playing some need for speed heat uh with my console pals because we are limited by what we can play for <laughs> crossplay. and uh it's actually surprisingly enjoyable once you figure out how it plays which is not i'm somebody who doesn't play a lot of racing games so my my main go-to is the forza horizon games so when i booted up need for speed heat i tried to play it like that and it's it's very much not that. It's it's actually kind of shockingly like a souped-up version of Asphalt, the mobile games, but just a console-quality version of that. And it's actually pretty fun. It's uh, it's it's pretty good. It's it's a good time with uh, with friends and the uh, the whole night mechanic where you have this sort of uh, you every time you flip it to nighttime, you earn your experience, and if you get caught by the cops, you lose everything. So it's kind of like a high risk, high reward type gameplay. It's actually pretty fun. And uh, and I played, uh, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say it, but I'm going to. Uh, I played X Defiant, oh. <laughs> and uh, it's under super strict NDA. Like, if you have, win- if you have uh, windows in the room you're playing in, please cover them with blinds, kind of oh, wow. strict. Wow. Uh, so, all right, so, so all report say- them to, e- to Ubisoft right now. <laughs> all, all I'll say is that you know the NDAs are super strict, so fortunately I cannot talk about it. Oh, fortunately. <laughs> okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. I sure hope oh, we don't well, get I... sued by some two-letter stu- publishers and uh, Ubisoft. <laughs> I think I think Ubisoft's got bigger things to worry about right now than suing me. If we're being oh, honest. Mm, true. Fair true. Point. <laughs> like mm-hmm. get your shit, get your shit in order, Eves. Come on. Good point. Oh my god. Ugh. Well, we're here. We've made it to the topic of the show, episode 100. Thank you, everyone in the chat, for watching, for being here. Uh, to Timo Plays, uh, Puni Credi, I hope I said that correct, and everyone else in the chat, thank you so much. I just shouted them out because they have been the most active talking with Daniel yes. and I in the chat. Very cool. So thank you for being here. And uh, yeah, so before we get to the giveaway... We wanted to do some listener questions and some some of our favorite moments for the for the for the show. And Christian, I, I I heard that you had a listener question earlier. So before we get to mine, I wanted to ask, what was your listener question? Yeah, Travail, friend of the uh, good buddy of mine, wrote in and said, "What video game is most like the Green Knight in storytelling?" So if you obviously if you haven't seen the Green Knight. You won't be able to answer this question, so <laughs> shucks to you, I guess. So I think that's just me. A question for me, engage. Is that is that right? Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Yeah. Okay, so I thought about this for the past, I don't know, forty-five minutes or so. Travail, <laughs> my answer to you is there are none. 
but also there are kind of a few that maybe get close to it. If you haven't seen The Green Knight, it's a chival- Middle English chivalric text about like honor, right? But The Green Knight, the, the film is like deconstructing that. So it's like postmodern in a way. It's like subverting expectations of like our own like modern approaches to honor and like male. And it, 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 I'm rambling about just <laughs> themes here. But I would say Hellblade is, is a great, uh, like cool. Um, it's not a, it's not one for one anal- analogous to like what the Green Knight is, but it certainly uh, has like um, meditates on serious themes like like honor a little bit here um, with you know Vikings. It's not necessarily knights, but it is Vikings. I'd also give a shout out to Soma, which is this indie game about like questioning what reality is and like temporality and what it means to be human, which isn't really the same as the Green Knight, but it is kind of like obtuse and obscure in that way. So if you're enjoying like narratives that aren't like very straightforward and kind of ambiguous soma might be another one for you and that's about it maybe inside you could do like another ambiguous title that like you have to like really kind of uh tease out what the game means to you it's not really going to tell you what you should take from it other than that that's about it yeah yeah you're you're right where there's not really one game that's a one for one uh, type thing, but I, I was thinking about it as well, and uh, I think I, I actually forgot about Hellblade, but that, in terms of atmosphere and tone, very much Hellblade, but you know what um, actually popped into my mind was, in terms of its sort of um, psychedelic sequences, we'll call them. I know what you're going to say. Far Cry 3. I got Never some mind. Far Cry. No, yeah, I got some Far Cry Three vibes. I got, uh, in terms of the uh, of like the sort of set pieces and the production of it, I I couldn't help but feel that in some way when in Far Cry Three, every time you get up to the boss or in the Green, every time he needs to learn some sort of lesson or comes across a new stranger, it's especially the first one, the robber. That one especially gave me Far mm. Cry Three vibes, and. Uh, uh, yeah, I was thinking I was thinking something like that. Uh, it's very I don't even know if this is the right word, but when I was watching it, I thought it was very like cerebral. Like you just kind of sit there totally. and you just you're just in it. You're enthralled. Um now, granted I was extremely inebriated when I watched it in the theater <laughs> and it was it was perfect, but yeah, I uh I I'd say I'd say Far Cry 3 and I was going to say Witcher 3, but Hellblade's mm. a better a better fit in terms of tone and an atmosphere, I think. So that's kind of like the two that I would mash together and say, this is kind of the Green Knight if it were a video game. Someone uh, actually said in the chat, Timo plays said The Witcher. So he said Ghost of Tsushima oh, nice. plus The Witcher. So, uh, what was your other? What was your other one you're gonna say, Christian? That you thought it reminded Control in terms of like, um, it's not necessarily ambiguous, but it does have like lean heavily into atmosphere and tone. Okay, I haven't played Control yet, so that that's why that one would be there for you. You should rectify it. I know, yes. I know, <laughs> I know. It's on the list. As someone who hasn't seen The Green Knight, the closest game is For Honor. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of pretty... You, you don't have to go see The Green Knight. You can just watch the For Honor cutscenes. It's pretty much the same Sweet. thing. Perfect. Mm. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, moving on to some of the questions that I got for us. Anybody in the chat, please feel free to also answer these questions. They're pretty general. You know, you go on the internet, fun video game questions to ask your friends is pretty much what I got here. So the first question I have right here is a game that you wish you could experience for the first time. Daniel... What is a game that you've played that you wish you could re-experience for the first time? 
Um, so I think some of you may think that my answer would go one way, but I'm yes. actually going to go. I, and we didn't, we didn't get these questions ahead of yeah, time. I'm sorry. You. So this is on the spot, but the spot, I feel like this yes. is a good answer. Bioshock, the original Bioshock, because the way that that game just mind melted my brain was just amazing. And the entire twist of the game, like, I don't want to spoil it if anyone in the chat hasn't played it, but the entire time you're just manipulated and, and coerced, coerced into a certain, you know, line of doing throughout the entire game. You're, you're made to do certain things. And, uh, it, I just love the way it messes with you mentally. So I absolutely love that, um, aspect of it. So I would love to replay that with, with not knowing what's happening. Uh, Christian, what about you? Skip me for now. Come back to me in okay. a second. Okay. Uh, Sean, do you have one? Uh, off the top of my head, I can think of two. One would be a PS2 exclusive um, called PsyOps. And I don't know if too many people remember that game, uh, but it was, in my opinion, very revolutionary for the time as far as all these psychic powers that you had. Um, and I was, I just remember just loving that game. I had dreams about that game because the guy was like just cool powers and all that stuff and especially on a ps2 that was really awesome and then uh to be honest with you it'll, it'll sound weird but uh legend of zelda majora's mask i would love to play again for the first time because that uh outside of breath of the wild that is still my 3d favorite uh zelda because of actually the time I know a lot of people got turned off by that, but I actually did like the three-day cycle because once you figure out you have to use the song to kind of go back and then all the masks you can get, that affect everything. I mean, that game was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Dave, do you have a favorite game that you'd like to replay for the first time, if you could wipe your memory? Ooh, that's... That's tough. Um, uh, honestly, in terms of the value, the sheer amount of time and value I would get out of it, I would say maybe Fallout New Vegas because Ooh. I was so enthralled with that when I played it for the first time. Um, that's actually a small little tangent. I went into EB Games, which is the Canadian equivalent of GameStop. They're the same company. Actually, we're renaming. Not EB anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's getting renamed. So goodbye, EB Games, Electronic Boutique. Um, so I went into EB Games with my grandmother. I was, uh, oh my god, just entering high school or just about to enter high school, and it was one of those things where it's like, all right, you know, forty dollars, you can get a new game or you can get whatever. I picked three games I had never heard of out of a bin. And played them all. Those three games, Fallout New Vegas, Mass Effect 2, and I think the third one was like, I don't know, Rogue Killer or something really awful. It doesn't matter. That one's bad. But Mass Effect 2, I was like, yeah, this looks kind of cool. Let's play it. And then it's Mass Effect 2 and it's fantastic. And I was like, oh, look at this cool guy on the on the cover of this game. Let's play it. And played Fallout New Vegas. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the sheer amount of time I spent in that game with the side quests and the different plot lines, I would love to experience that again, just because I know that I would have a good month and a half with it. Nice. So uh, I'm going to give Christian as much time as he needs. So I'll, I'll go next, and then I'll go back to go back to Christian. Okay. So the the one that I would 
go with. The most recent one would have to be Everhood, which I played for the first time this year. And I suggest if you're an indie guy, Christian, you should definitely check that one out. Mm-hmm. I would love to play that one again for the first time. But the one that I always go back to is uh, Life is Strange, the first Life is Strange. Playing that in high school, such emotions. I don't know if it would hit the same way as it did back then for me now, but it, it, it hits so well for me at that specific time uh, in my life. I wonder if it would do the same if I were to wipe my memory and play it again now. Um, I think I'll I'll be able to figure that out with True Colors. Maybe it'll hit. Maybe it'll invoke those same emotions with me when that comes out. Um, so Life is Strange is probably the top of the list. Below that is probably The Last of Us, despite playing that so many times. Anyway, Ooh, not cool. having yeah, never having to wipe my memory for it. It still hits me just as hard as it did the first time. But I I wonder, I wonder. It would be nice to experience that for the first time again as well. What a perfect segue, Ro, because yeah. when you asked this question, I immediately went to, of course, the answer is The Last of Us. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? Honestly, my first experience playing through that game was like, for me, so perfect and like still resonates with me so strongly that I actually wouldn't want to replay it again for the first time. Like, I cherish that those memories of me playing through the first time, but I wouldn't change a single thing. I don't want to do it again. Like, it, it's too perfect in my mind. So, so then I had to think about like what game would I would actually want to do again, and I, I came across one that I could think of. It's that, and that's Metal Gear Solid Four, mm. which, as a person who never played two, only watched his cousin play three, and can't remember most of one, like this is obvious, obviously like a game that I would want to play for the first time, like going back and playing one through three, and then finally playing four. And it's like all these things that reveals that that game does contextualize with like the previous uh, entries would be so amazing to experience for the first time again. Um, I just I just want to uh, point out uh, Timo plays in the chat says the walking uh, Telltale's The Walking Dead uh, season season one. That's an excellent answer. Yes. That is an incredibly good answer. That is actually the game where I don't even have to think about it. Uh, the Walking Dead season one, the final episode, that's the most I've ever cried uh, at a video oh game ever in my life. <laughs> I was wow. weeping. I remember it vividly. It was a Friday night. The last episode came out. Everybody was talking about it at school. I was in high school at the time. And I knew exactly what I was going to do that day. Cut to, you know, 12 a.m. Everyone in my house is sleeping and I'm weeping silently <laughs> like a child. Just oh weeping. And yeah. you know what's brilliant about that game is that Everybody got the saddest experience possible because it let you choose what was being said. I'm not spoiling it in the off chance that nobody's played this 13-year-old game. <laughs> but um, that's, the, that's the brilliance of the choose-your-own uh, dialogue is because it hit the hardest for everyone because you all got to choose what was said. And I, I just I remember that game so vividly. I was weeping, weeping. That's a great answer. That's a good answer, Timo that Plays. That's a really answer. great answer. Yeah. And guys, I do apologize. I have to work super early tomorrow, so I do have to head off on the 100th episode. But no Daniel, I did not expect us to do in the end, even though I missed the bunch, <laughs> to do 100 episodes of these after moving in. Yep. That was my requirement for the record it when was. I moved in with Daniel. Yep. That, like, literally within like the first two weeks, we had to start a podcast. That's true. Yep. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. See you guys. All right. See, see you, Sean. you later, Sean. All right, and I just wanted to shout out a couple of answers that we got in the comments. Uh, You're listening think- to podcasts.
Oh, Ghost of Tsushima, I think, was one of them. Assassin's Creed Origins at Red Dead Redemption 2, I think, was one of them. Or oh, some of them that he wanted to choose. Solid. Hellblade was another one that Naresh uh, shouted out. Uh, Timo Place also agreed that Life is Strange is a nostalgic, and he also gave the great answer of The Walking Dead. Um, yeah, I know we're running a bit long, guys. I have two more questions, but we could just good. do one. If you if you prefer, oh, I'm, I'm uh, good. If everyone else is good. episode 100, yeah. baby. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> the the last one is a is kind of. Uh, a... Um. Oh. Last one. We lost. <laughs> We're watching. Like, the last one. <laughs> anticipation row. You oh, want to keep going? Oh, there he is. There he is. Am I here? You're back. I think. Sorry about that. You guys all froze for a second too, and I was like, "Oh no, what have I done?" <laughs> if you all freeze, then it's obviously me. Yeah, you're <laughs> but, it's all right. Uh, but what I said it is that um, I'll ask you the last question now, so maybe you guys can think about it because it's kind of a put you on your spot question as well, like the first one. But I'll ask the second one. So while you're answering this one, you have time to think about the very last question. So the very last question that I wanted to ask you guys is, what video game? Uh, did you want to adapt for a TV or a movie that hasn't been adapted yet? Maybe you guys already have in, in your head. I know this is one that I actually have to think about, so I'll let you guys dwell on that. But wait, wait, the second... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I, I missed that. I was reading the chat. I um, Is it a game that's getting adapted into a TV show or a TV show a movie that's getting adapted into a game? The other way around. So, like, The Legend of Zelda is being adapted into a TV show. That could be your answer. So oh, okay. I have the perfect yeah. answer already. <laughs> Okay. I'd, okay. It, it, does everybody have an answer for this already? Not Daniel, at all. You're good? I'm no? still okay. thinking. Yeah. Not okay. even a little bit. I think the, the the next question might be easier to to answer, so okay. we can get back to the the what video game to TV later. But maybe this is harder. I don't know. But I have a I have an answer. But what is your game of the year so far? Since oh, we're halfway I'm through. ready for that too. Okay. Great. Okay. <laughs> I think this might be easier because we've played a lot of video games this year, and uh, yeah. So. Uh, Christian, since you're ready, what is your game of the year so far that we are halfway through the year? Crazy. That's insane. But yeah, what was your game of the year so far? We're more than halfway. Like, it's almost September already. Tomorrow's the 19th of August. What what is time? What? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. What what is your game of the year, though? Mario Golf Super Rush. No, I'm kidding. It's (laughs) Nah, dude. You can call me a Sony pony all you want. Returnal is by far the best game I have played this year. It is uh, so amazing, dude. In terms of like tone, atmosphere, ambiguous narrative, which I'm all about as this indie fuckboy living in Portland. Like, what else could I want with from a Sony game with like a, a tight gameplay loop? I'm getting bits of narrative every time I'm like dying or entering new areas. The story is just like it's just enticing. It's it's titillating, some might say. Um, like I'm making a lot of jokes here, but like legit, like Returnal is one that I can't stop thinking about. And I have I what I already beat the game, got the secret ending. I haven't platinumed it, but I still think about it and like, wow, that story has like a really big impact on tra- like it meditates on trauma. I still haven't satisfied like what my interpretation of the ending is, and I have so much fun just thinking about it. With I got like three friends to play it recently, and like. They like it, so like it's a it's a cool game, man. I still have to get on the return train. Still have to get on. Uh, um, I, yeah. So go ahead. I I have I have one that I was thinking of, and this just came out of nowhere. The Outer Worlds into a TV show. I think it would be super interesting because I I love the 
the humor of Outer Worlds and just like the madness of that world. And I feel like that would kind of fit well in a TV format. So I think that would be, yeah, I think that would be kind of a unique one um, to kind of see, I guess. Do you have a game of the year as as well? Um, Oh, gosh. Sorry, I was like doing like 20 things, so I didn't hear what you said. I know, I'm sorry. It's the Halo Infinite beta. Uh, actually, you might know. Like, I'm just kidding. I can't, I can't call beta the game of the year. Uh, I'm trying to think what I've even played this year, guys. Uh, what came out this year? I forget. Oh, wait. Ratchet is great. I love me some Ratchet. However, I think it's Resident Evil Village right now i i really that. yes i've enjoyed or i enjoyed what i did with resident evil village i completely finished resident evil village ratchet and clank i have not beaten yet so i need to freaking beat that game i have not done that yet tisk tisk um but i absolutely love what i've played of it thus far but i got to see it through before i can kind of compare it to uh resident evil but i think we all know where my loyalties will lie come this holiday when halo infinite comes out just yeah, when it gets delayed into january 2020 christian oh, get, get out of here <laughs> uh, gage do you have a game of the year so far and if you if you're ready to answer the the tv question please by all means uh so the answer is the same for both it's uh hot wheels unleashed oh, oh okay uh, that's not out yet <laughs> it's september that game does look awesome uh okay so it's actually i I was gonna say it's been a slow year but i mean there's lots of stuff that i haven't been able to play i don't i haven't got my hands on a ps5 yet so i haven't played ratchet i haven't played uh returnal which i really want to i'm glad that you chose returnal because um fucking housemark deserves it man they've uh it's that's such a that's such a great game i love seeing the glow up um, or housemarky, as uh, Sean likes to correctly but unsettlingly <laughs> pronounce it. Um, uh, oh, I think Resident Evil Village is a good pick. Um, shout out to Hitman Three. It was the best. I think it's the best Hitman game. I don't think Hitman is necessarily game of the year material. Um, but uh, I just did want to give a shout out to them because Hitman 3 was just the perfect evolution of everything they've been doing with the with the trilogy. Um, yeah, it's either Resident Evil Village or, um, you know, uh, lending a hand or sort of uh, giving a nod to the indies. Uh, I I really enjoyed Little Nightmares 2. I, ex- I really, really enjoyed Little Nightmares 2. I think that that game is really great, especially on the theme of atmosphere and, um, and, and horror. Uh, yeah, I think, I, think it might, I think it might be that. Either that or Resident Evil Village, one of the two. forgot about Little Nightmares this year. Yeah, that yeah. was a good one. Um, and I'll just, I'll just end off this part, and then we can get into the TV section. Yeah. Uh, my game of the year so far is probably, I, keep, I mentioned it earlier, but it's Everhood so far. Um, that was a really unique experience for me. I love my Mesa and Indy, so, so, so when one goes above and beyond, it's usually something that I you know, cherish for a really long time. And it's a game that you could replay as well. So uh, Everhood is definitely on my game of the year, for sure. And like Gage and... I see other people out there as well. I, I haven't gotten a PS5 yet, so there's quite a few games that I haven't been able to 
experience just yet, but definitely looking forward to Kenna and Eastward later this year. Those have the potential to be my game of the year as well. Um, but yeah, uh, um, sorry, I'm blanking. <laughs> I had a brain fart there. Um, but Daniel gave his TV answer for our Outer Worlds being yep. a great choice. So I think that would be really cool. No, that's, sorry, that's okay. Guys. I was... That's okay. I know you're busy <laughs> typing away and doing crazy, crazy stuff, multitasking over there. Yes. Um, but that's good. And um, we got we got one. Um, Christian, I know you you've got one as well. So what I is do. your TV answer? Okay, you're gonna have to stick with me for just a second, okay? It's okay. it's a little bit of a walk here. All right. <laughs> so on an episode of Large Popcorn, I had the pleasure of talking to Emmett Watkins Jr. The goat. And and we exactly exactly, <laughs> and we started talking about video game adaptations. Specifically, we're talking about movies here, but I think TV show could work given the the uh, I'll just say it. It would be a Netflix deal, right? And we were thinking, Greta Gerwig directed. Remember when Netflix is do? Remember when Netflix is doing all this stuff with um, choose your own adventure, like Bandersnatch and Bear Grylls stuff. You bring that back for either a movie or, in this case, a TV show, and uh, you adapt Life is Strange. Yes. Yes. I kn- I knew Raw would love this. Yes. And like, em- em- like credit to you, man. That was like the most <laughs> brilliant idea you've ever had. And you could even bring it to theaters. If it is going to be a movie, you could have different showtimes, um, you know, having different endings to, you know, whatever episode you're doing, right? Whatever part. It, it could work. It could, it's gimmicky, but it could work. That would work. be really cool. Thank you. Uh, Gage, do you have a TV or a game uh, that you would like to see as a TV show or a movie that hasn't been adapted into either format yet? Uh, I do. Uh, I actually I have two answers, but one's quick and one's and one's not. So okay. I'll do. Okay. No so the, so the quick one is I want uh, the Last of Us with Josh Brolin and Caitlin Dever as Joel and Ellie. Uh, that 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 needs to happen. I, I I I'm excited to see what comes out. It's HBO. I have very little worries, but man, ah that it was right there. The ball was right there. You just had to hit it. Like just, uh, I I can't help it. As soon as I heard it was being made into a TV show, and I think Troy Baker actually said the same thing. I think Troy Baker said that he wanted Josh Brolin as as Joel as well. But um, sorry, Gage, I mean, but The Last of Us is brown, baby, <laughs> and it's not a racial thing. Okay, people, I love Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Pedro all right, though. he represents he represents us kings that can't grow full beards. Okay, he's doing <laughs> the Lord's work. Yeah, me too, I man. absolutely appreciate. Uh, him and and I like uh, um, Bella Ramsey as well. She's great uh, in Game of Thrones. But she, I mean, this is the thing: we didn't see the audition, so obviously they did something right. That's the, everybody's got to trust them a little bit. Um, but I would be lying if I didn't say I didn't think about uh, Josh Brolin and and Caitlin Dever perfectly fitting those roles. But my my actual answer is, um, a- and it sucks because it's it's a newer game, and I know it, it might seem a little bit obvious, but Red Dead Redemption Two. Or just Ooh. like that universe in general, because it already is a high quality TV show that you're playing, right? It's it's 60 hours long to get through the main campaign, six seasons, ten episodes a season. Absolutely, you could do that, and uh, I mean, you could probably adapt the game pretty close one to one because they pace that game pretty well. In that something always happens, something pretty interesting usually happens. Uh, you know, every 
10 or so hours so i feel like that would uh that would lend itself really well you could have the season that takes place on uh, tahiti that everybody hates and is like oh it really <laughs> lost its footing there and then it comes back with the final season and then you're like oh, okay cool they redeem themselves so yeah red Dead redemption 2 and uh, my only qualm is that um rob whiteoff has to be cast as john marston you can't have anyone else play uh him wow. that's yeah. i love that answer dude that's awesome yeah um, I'll go uh, quickly because I have two answers, but my first one, I'm not even lying to you, Christian. Life is Strange was one of my answers, but not as deep as <laughs> and creative as Emma and yours uh, is idea. Mine was just like, it's going to be a terrible CW show and it's going to be super dark and <laughs> it's going to be super trashy, but I'll love it because it's Life is Strange. Um, but that was one of my answers. But of course, of course. We went this far without me mentioning Destiny, but here we are. Oh. Destiny absolutely wow. has to be a movie franchise akin to like something like Star Wars. It would be amazing. This The story is there, guys. It's not in the game, but it's there. <laughs> and it's really good. And if they had uh, a format where it's just story, you don't have to worry about gameplay. Just have to make the story really good. I'm no doubt in my mind it would be an amazing epic that will have multiple sequels. And it would be awesome. I think a series like Destiny would make an awesome like movie franchise. Movie it, franchise. Interesting yeah. that you that you went that you went um, specifically for movie franchise. Now I have a question for you. Would you hypothetically in this alternate universe, would you be okay with if if the movie franchise existed and let's say it was successful? You know. Um, regardless of what people thought about it would you be would you prefer it if the game started going less story heavy and were more gameplay focused in terms of destiny and then you had the movies to sort of watch the uh watch the lore for because that's my issue with destiny is that it never really sinks its teeth fully into the lore for me it's always just like oh you get you get the story when you finish a quest or when you start a quest you got to read the right. grimoire card grimoire cards oh, <laughs> oh gotta read the bestiary um I, I, uh, I wouldn't want to that. I mean, that's just another grimoire card situation to me. Like you have to watch the movies to get the story instead of it being already in the game. So I, I wouldn't want that to be the case. If uh, right. I, if if anything, I would want them to put that effort into the game and not have the movies at all. If that, if if I had to trade it off. Um, but in my perfect world, I would I would just like more story in my destiny game for sure as opposed to the movie but uh timo plays says days gone and splinter cell and he specifically says blacklist style splinter cell that's that's really cool yeah yeah timo plays is out here with bangers after bangers splinter cell (laughs) blacklist specifically that would make a great tv series like like Mm -hmm. or even like a mini series like one and done the story of blacklist and that's it who gave this question, Ro? This should have just been topic of the show right here. <laughs> yeah, I, this is one I, I found. To, to yeah. it's, a, it's an anonymous viewer. Uh, not, yes, yes. <laughs> See, this, is, this is specifically dangerous for me, and I'm guessing for Christian as well, because I, I am passionate about movies and video games equally. So when this conversation comes up and it comes up <laughs> regularly, I get really heated because I just absolutely, or not heated, but like passionate, I guess, because it's like the perfect intersection of both the things I love. Um, I, I Yeah, this should have been the topic of the show. I could talk about, I could talk about <laughs> TV movie adaptations for video games all day long. For another day. <laughs> Remember when they were teasing, uh, we thought it was going to be a Splinter Cell game? I don't know. We saw uh, Sam Fisher 
He's gonna be. He was a an agent in Rainbow Six, yes. but he came out in like that cool anime style game, like whatever announcement video. Yeah. Oh yeah. I want, for, a, for a solid week, I wanted a Sam Fisher Splinter Cell anime. Yeah. Sam, so now I'm gonna think they are making now. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Fisher is that is that the guy from X Defiant? Yes, I think so. I hate oh, you guys. Great. Hate you guys. Great. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The guy with the the guy with the goggles. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's from Call of Duty. <laughs> Where is Splinter Cell, Yubi? We've made it, dedicated viewers. We yes. have made it to the giveaway section of the podcast, and for now, I will turn it over to you, Daniel. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. Daniel, take it away. Yes, we've made it. We've made it. We've. It's been a long. <laughs> trek uphill here but we've made it <laughs> we've made it into the giveaways all right i'm putting this on the screen here this is a random number generator so mm-hmm. essentially i'm i have the tweets pulled up here uh i just have to click on retweeted by and then i'm going to pick a random number and essentially i'm going to count down <laughs> i know this is not the best way to do it but this is the way i'm going to do it so uh so we're going to do numbers 1 to 35 on the first giveaway which is this is for the three month game pass ultimate code um there's 35 people who retweeted so let me put in 35 here all right here we go a little uh drum roll drum roll please please ladies and gents here we go and the number (laughs) what are the odds of that one the number is one. <laughs> what is the odds of that? One uh, in 35, I'd guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so the first person is Dehiraj Chan. I probably butchered that name, and I apologize, but I will reach out to you on Twitter for three-month Game Pass Ultimate Code. Um, and then... We are also going to give away some t-shirts, guys, and this is if people want these. And I guess I better write this down somewhere, otherwise I'll end up forgetting. So, uh, Diraj is getting that. And then, uh, so, these are. this is going to be for a t-shirt. I was going to do two for each um, retweet for giveaways, for each tweet. But uh, Roro's dad requested a shirt, and he is literally our number one fan. So I'm giving <laughs> him one of those shirts that I was going to give away. Yay. So Roro's Aww, dad. He'll be happy with it. Yes. Which I'll, I'll get with you after the show, Road, to get <laughs> okay. that stuff. Uh, Roro's right. dad, I'm sorry I cussed during the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Roro's okay. dad, I'm sorry I cussed a lot. I'm He's sorry. okay with it. Trust me. He's fine with it. <laughs> All right, so here's for a t-shirt on this uh, same tweet, same number, number eight. All right, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So we've got Swift Racing is on there. So he gets a t-shirt. And let me also preface this with, if anybody in the chat wants a t-shirt and... Uh, I'm I'm reaching out to these people on Twitter and they don't want the t-shirt. Let me know and I will reach out to you instead to get you a t-shirt um, if these people on Twitter don't want them. So, because uh, I'm not sure how clear people were that, you know, they could win t-shirts or not and they may not want it. So we'll see. 
Um, so that's the first one. Now we're going to go over to the other tweet here, which is for the $25 Xbox gift card, ladies and gents. And this has, wow, this has a lot more retweets than I thought. I hope it doesn't go all the way up there when I pick this number. Uh, 52 retweets. Okay, so this is going to be uh, 1 to 52. Iresh that- cannot win this one. He's already won the other thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. If he retweeted this as well and he somehow wins again, I will not we'll pick someone else. So all right, here we go. One to fifty-two. What number are we getting? Twenty-four. All right. This is gonna be an exciting countdown to fifty or to I'm rooting 24. for Timo plays. Yes, I am as well. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Oh, there's Timo plays twenty-two, yeah. twenty-three, twenty-four. Oh. Sorry, Timo, you're a little off from it. Uh, so Italo, nineteen ninety. Uh, he gets the um xbox game pat or i'm sorry 25 dollars xbox gift card so put him in here and then from the same list i'm gonna pick two more people for t-shirts from this list as well so let's do another one here generate number four number four (laughs) number four is elvar elvar fn t-shirt okay and then we've got one more t-shirt to give away here let's see what we get here watch the last one's going to be 52 and i have to well i guess i wouldn't have to count (laughs) good point all right 19 oh that's close to where timo was let's see one two three i think that might be be timo six seven eight nine ten 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. I'm not kidding. It is Timo. Yes! I'm not Let's joking. Go, I'm boys. not joking. Let's... It is Timo plays. This is not That's rigged. Awesome. I should have did a screen cap on this other browser window, but I swear it is not rigged. That is insane that it, it was the exact same. Wow. All right. So Timo, if you would like a shirt. I will reach out to you on Twitter to get the shirt. So um, I just started following Timo, another Oregon homie. What up, man? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, that's all of our giveaways, guys. And um, also, we are giving a T-shirt to, of course, Christian, one of our other co-hosts. So, Christian, I'll get your info after the show so we can get that sent out. And also, I told Gage that I would give him one as well because he is our only guest host that has appeared on this show, and I felt that he was a part of this family, so I will send him one as well. So, awesome stuff, guys. Um, Yeah, anything else you guys want to talk about before we close out the show here? Um. Uh, yo, uh, uh, Timo plays. You need to drop your at uh, for Twitter in the in the in the chat real quick, so I can follow you. <laughs> I think he. Yeah, all Timo plays. I think now. it's Timo plays on Twitter as well. I think is what I saw. Timo plays yeah. TP is his Twitter name. Awesome. Um. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Shout out to uh, a, yeah. to Ro and Dan for inviting me on. Like it's so fun talking video games video games with you guys every week. Like 
I love it. Sorry, I was nervous that the first time I hosted and got like really sweaty. <laughs> no. <laughs> Otherwise, like it's been fun. <laughs> yes. Heck yeah. And yeah, and I want to and I want to thank Daniel as well for inviting me on back then as well. I wasn't I wasn't here from the get either. So very thankful for inviting me on so I could be a part of PXN as well. You know what, Ro? You were there from the start. You were in That's the comments of the first yeah. episode because I was like, my God, anybody watching this first episode, I feel so bad for because it, it was awful. It was terrible. So, yes, thank you. Thank you guys for joining me and um, creating this wonderful family we have now. So it's cr- crazy. A hundred episodes never could have imagined it in a million years. So yeah and thank you to everyone watching us as well so (laughs) without further ado gage thank you for joining us on this special episode 100 episode um yeah everyone yeah thank you thank you for having me man i mean this is uh yeah uh yeah you're you're very very kind very kind and uh you guys a bunch of good dudes talking about video games yeah you love it you love to see it absolutely um so that's it guys uh thank you to everyone joining us both live on youtube and on twitch as well as podcast services everywhere including apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, soundcloud spotify and stitcher thank you roro christian sean who has left us and gage i am daniel and this has been podcast pxn episode 100 and we are out much love and keep on gaming yeah. Hello, Adios. Adios.